2: The Around the NFL Podcast.
0: Consider getting free chargers tattoos. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people?
4: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a it's gotta be a thing now. It's
3: tricky. It's tricky. I don't know if we have the clearance.
4: Mm. Oh, that's right. That's right.
3: This I forgot. Behind the scenes, they are really getting strict with what we can and cannot do. For okay. instance, no more Scorpion fun on Sundays.
4: Oh, I was really looking
3: forward to Academy that. The league figures decided that somehow the NFL is going to be taken down by Scorpion. But that, so I'm just saying, okay. that's Fat Albert's territory. You're right,
4: you're right. You're Ship
3: right. that to the lawyers and see what comes back.
4: Hello, Dan.
3: <laughs> now <we're safe. laughs> Okay,
4: cool. Great.
3: What's happening? Is it What's Happenings territory? Hey, hey, hey.
4: Uh, I don't know. Is I mean, that d, I feel like
3: the sassy sister from What's Happening? It feels familiar, but I Christian, can't d- uh, yes or no, is that uh D from What's Happening? Hey, hey, hey. No. Uh,
4: oh.
3: Okay. Thank you, Christian. Okay. Easily confused with the sister from What's Happening. <laughs> the great Christian Anderson behind the glass, uh, who does such a great job on our Tuesday video show. Which this is, of course, the Tuesday video show presented by Head and Shoulders. The live stream of this show is on at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Overseas, despite you being a huge market of our audience, figure it out.
4: They're smart. Not they disrespectful.
3: Just how many hours in the day, Greg, are right. there? 24. <laughs> but for us to be figuring no, out don't have the t- hours of other people's that's Let's thing, not try right? to boil the ocean, as you were saying.
4: You, <laughs> you did it. Don't
3: boil the ocean, bro. <laughs>
4: okay.
3: And don't think I didn't notice, Mark, that you got a new sexy uh, beach body shirt underneath your your uh, plaid blue button-down, which looks a little bit new as well. Oh. I've worn this shirt
2: together. on NFL Network, I think, roughly 67 times Yeah, let's get a row. tight
3: shot on Mark's. <laughs> And Hot bod with the V-neck you, and everything. I have
2: shifted into I don't give an F about my wardrobe in any media format time of the season.
4: You got the squeaky chair today.
2: <laughs> I am on the squeaky chair. When with was that board. policy different? Huh? <laughs>
5: yeah, um, it's, no, way back in 2014 yeah, when, I was a,
2: <laughs> when I was a clothes horse. Was, I'm like, emphasizing like, <laughs> it more now. It is becoming more emphatic.
3: Um, okay, big show today. So much to get to, um, including the Monday Night Football recap an AFC South showdown for the ages mm-hmm. that none of us will ever forget. Um, also, we're going to preview the Thursday night football uh, game.
4: Yeah. Not.
3: AFC tilt. West matchup a tilt uh, between the Chiefs and Raiders. That's a, that's a sneaky um, big game. And then um, a very special edition of Are You Kidding Me with Connor Orr. And we'll explain why it's so special. There is some, some news to share. So we'll stick a pin in that. Just know that this is a special episode.
4: Okay. Did he move out of his haunted house?
5: It's a very special episode. I think we'll be wow. breaking some news to Colleen on this show with
3: Connor.
4: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Maybe not.
3: But before we get going, yes, let's start with Monday Night Football, a big game for the Colts and Titans.
0: Henry, first free running
3: from the 30, on the sideline the 40, a foot race to the 50, cuts inside, breaks attack the 40, on the numbers the 30, cuts to the middle of the field, chase to the 20, the 10, the 5, galloping in, touchdown, touchdown, Derek Henry, 72-yard gallop. <laughs> yes, Kevin Harlan with the call. That's Westwood 1. Derek Henry iced the game for the Tennessee Titans. And uh, Marcus Mariota also threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to uh, Taiwan Taylor with 529 left, a key play in the game. The Titans beat the Colts 36-22, to overcoming a slow start on Monday night. Uh, that ends what had been an 11-game losing streak, Greg Rosenthal, uh, for the Titans against the Colts, which is really surprising because the Colts have not been a juggernaut for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, That's a and long. That's a long has, losing streak. Yep. It has continued, but now it is over. The Titans get a win they need and they get a performance from Marcus Mariota that a lot of people were calling gutty. <laughs> it was. This is what you want to see out of your young quarterback
5: playing through an injury, playing through limitations. Uh if you missed the telecast. John Gruden informed you roughly 79 different times <laughs> that he couldn't leave the pocket, that he has to just win this game from the pocket. But it was an impressive performance. You know, There was a pick six. There were some inconsistencies early, but he played his very best in the fourth quarter. They were down 19-9 in this game, and Mariota made a lot of nice passes, had very good pass protection, and it's a win as he gets healthier, and, and the Titans hope this team gets a little more consistent on defense that they could look back On and think like we needed that
2: win. We could not fall two and four, losing at home to the Jacoby Brissett Colts. Yeah, and it it locks up the AFC South, not unpredictably. Three teams at three and three, and the Colts at two and four—a forest Mm -hmm. of total mediocrity. uh, Leaving me wondering what the meaning of the game was last night. Ultimately, but I will say this, and it echoes what you tweeted, but it's also what we talked about on this podcast many times. There already is a quarterback issue in this league. There's already too many crappy quarterbacks, often squaring off against each other week to week. We do not need Jacoby Brissett being sent into the shadows. It's not the guy we need being
3: taken out of our life right now. He's fun to watch. Well, I believe the good news is, and, and someone can correct me on this, but he's been in the league, what, three years now? So he's not going to be second year. This is only a second. All right. So he's locked into a rookie contract. I take that back. So he could go into mothballs for two years, potentially. And given that Andrew Luck has had shoulder problems, which is one of the worst problems a quarterback could have, it would behoove the Colts to keep him in the building. And I love the use of. Boil
4: that ocean, baby. No, what I was noticing in this game, obviously, Derrick Henry, that was his first 100 yard game. And. Obviously, the 72-yard 70, touchdown helped, but how many times did John Gruden say exotic smash mouth during this right. game? Everything I heard was exotic, <laughs> exotic, exotic. Which they really
2: haven't been this season.
4: No, and obviously they weren't in this game, but it worked. And Taewon Taylor, the touchdown that he had, I loved that the Titans threw some shade at them because I guess John Gruden had said that he was a gimmicky player. Yeah, he said That was an a awesome play. play, yeah.
5: It was a blown coverage, and the Colts' defense – is remarkable in how it can collapse in the fourth quarter yeah. of games. They have been outscored in the fourth quarter of games this year, eighty-five to twenty-two. Oh I mean, God. this was a very entertaining game. It's it helps that it was had modest, very modest expectations going in, but there weren't any. There was literally not a punt in the first half. It was back and forth. Titans had to make a comeback. But for as fun as Jacoby Brissett was in the first half, you know, it needs to be mentioned that Dick LeBeau changed up what he was doing defensively in the second half. And Brissett and the the Colts offense was basically a nightmare. This would have been a blowout if not for a pick six by the Colts defense to start that second half, they could not move the ball. They made a lot of mistakes, and you started to see. Okay, this is a young quarterback uh, that's still going to be improving as he goes. He's fun, fun to watch. Maybe but they
4: should have used Marlon Mack a little bit more. That
2: then. was a fair critique, I thought, coming out of that game. It, yep. that, that this is the most exciting running back you have right now. No offense to Frank Gore, and he was got two carries. Yeah, right. But the the reason he
5: was benched was because he got Mariota killed. I mean, he got Brissett killed. A couple plays that they left him in, and he didn't understand. And the protection scheme, he he got Brissett killed. And once the pressure started getting to Brissett in the second half, I mean, I don't trust either of these teams long-term. I mean, obviously the Colts I don't trust, but even the Titans because there's no defense. There's no pass rush, and there's not a good secondary. And in the end, I don't think you're going to go anywhere without any pass rush.
3: Yeah, one of the reasons, Greg, I know you love your boy Frank Gore is that he's a guy that coaches love because you know he's going to be healthy and on the field, and he's going to help you in all phases, including protecting your quarterback. max's not there yet. I mean, he, he ran five yards
5: per carry, so the running game was yeah. hardly the Colts' problem. They were moving the ball in the first half. It, w- it was in the second half, and th- they just could not throw the ball at all. Well, I, Jack Doyle, catch the ball, please. Yeah, Jack Doyle. T.Y. Hilton. You got
4: to help out. Invisible in this game.
3: He, If you look at his home road splits, he is he disappears on the road, and he did it again with one catch in this game. And... You know, a Tytoons fan came at me on Twitter. Was like, like, uh, I'm waiting, Dan. Like, I, I'm going to give you a ton of credit for winning a primetime home game against Jake Brisket and the Colts. Let's calm down. You got you got a lot of ocean to boil before I respect you. That's fair, but it really was a great fourth quarter for Mariota,
5: six for six for 103 yards. And I love. It was such a Marcus Mariota moment when he dropped that touchdown to Taylor, which was on his uh-huh. own coverage. Immediately afterwards, he sees his offensive lineman and a Colts, uh, I mean, a Titans offensive lineman and a Colts defensive lineman kind of getting into it after the play because they hit uh, the Colts for a, a late hit. And Mariota, instead of celebrating the touchdown, immediately gets in his offensive lineman's face, pushes him away, like trying to prevent a penalty. Like in that moment for like a young player to be that calm,
4: that's, uh, that's impressive. That guy's got some maturity.
5: He's good.
3: Boys, I think he got a haircut, too. His hair looked a little different. (laughs) He did get a haircut. Very good. Absolutely. Very good. There's your Monday Night Recap, including a haircut update Mm. in a big spot. Uh, Let's move on and do... Oh, hi, Linz, behind the glass, the great Lindsay Fulton. Oh,
4: hey, guys. How's it going?
3: How are things going so far? She, Lindsay, I, I want everyone to understand I this.
4: haven't met Lindsay yet. Hi. Oh. Hi. hi. It's nice to nice meet you. Nice to meet
3: you. I don't want to... Man- polite of us to do no introductions at all. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, it's okay.
5: Well, Colleen doesn't speak with any of the people behind... <laughs> oh,
4: that. my God. Do not even start, start that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, back me up. He's not going to talk.
3: Owned you in a big spot. I don't want to mansplain this too much, but I do want to say... Uh, that Lindsay oh, no. is our first ever full time producer, and that's a big deal for our podcast. We've never had a full time producer, so we're so excited to have her, Lindsay. We said it on Sunday. I'll say it again. Welcome aboard!
4: <laughs> I'm just really excited. I see that
3: as as the <laughs> iPad really falls down. Uh, let's do some news. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do a little fun, like, you know, sound vignettes sure. right before that.
4: But we're not allowed to.
3: Not allowed. Big That's part out what? That's
4: done, it. too? That's
3: done. It's gone, all right? Peace by it's piece. It's over.
4: Before they're you tearing
3: know, you guys apart. They're going to take each of us away, one yeah, by one. Exactly. And it will just be Mark talking politics. That will be what the show ends up as. <laughs> all right, let's do some news. We'll start uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, you never want to get pumped up about... Uh, you know somebody getting injured, but the Vikings fan and the Vikings in general realize that their season just got into a much more optimistic place with Aaron Rodgers knocked out for the year, and uh, to add to that, uh, for the Vikings and 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 their hopes this season, Teddy Bridgewater will soon hit the practice field uh, over a year after that weird, bizarre. Uh, gruesome knee injury in practice uh, right before the start of the season uh, you made you think if he'd be done with football it was that bad an injury uh, he has now been cleared uh, to begin practicing by a doctor according to uh rap sheet uh, Rappaport added that Bridgewater is expected to be activated by the week by the Vikings this week or next um Mike Zimmer had this to say, no, he won't come off the pup list. He's going to practice, but he has 21 days, and he'll stay on the pup list until he's ready to play. Uh, Colleen, Bridgewater is 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy to forget this now, but he was a former first-round draft pick a yeah. years ago. And there's still a chance that he could be have a big role in this team if Case Keenum comes down to earth and Sam Bradford can't get back on the field.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I guess the timing works out for Bridgewater that the Vikings are in this situation right now. And it, it's nice because you look at so many teams who they don't have a lot of options. And so it seems like the Vikings obviously have... A, a ton of options now but the fact that he has come back from this injury that was so gruesome as you said I mean people were talking all sorts of stuff about him just being able to do regular things again let alone play football and I know that he's been in all of their meetings for the last 14 months he's caught up on the playbook that's what the team said and that he gets the game script every week so he he knows what's going on with the team and he's involved so I think it's great for them if they have this option.
2: The timing is, is interesting too because you have the Ravens followed by the Browns in London. So you could get by with any of your quarterbacks, probably to knock out Cleveland in London. And then you have a bye week. So Teddy Bridgewater kind of rolls in at the right time, potentially. It it
5: makes this Viking season and team a lot more intriguing because as as good as Case Keenum has played, I think you do expect him to come back there. I think we started to see that against the Packers. Certainly wasn't his best game of the season. And there's been a lot of injuries and a lot of, you know, yeah, there hasn't you know been some setbacks for the NFL let's say this season. I would forgive a lot. What are you talking about the scorpion drop? Yeah, the scorpion the drop that, that was big. <laughs> that was terrible. If this season ended with uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting a home Super Bowl in Minnesota. Whoa. I mean I know that's kind of sh- that's shooting for the moon here, but oh. that, I would that would be a fun storyline to get behind. Ocean so boiled. I, I'm really. That's not what it
4: means. <laughs>
2: I'd boil that ocean. That's the way to you know, put expectations at the right place for Teddy. I, I, <laughs> I know it's a long shot,
3: but there's a we lot We don't lot even th- know if he's coming back, by the way. They get three weeks to decide whether they can. They expect it, but it's still not even a slam dunk.
5: And I think Case Keenum, to be clear, if he continues at this level, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to start until... Their offense is struggling more, and Case Keenum is struggling more. I would expect that to happen eventually, but I don't think they're immediately just going to replace Case Keenum if he's well.
2: Playing that's well. the great thing—you yeah. don't have some absolute nightmare taking what is a playoff-type team from week to week, you've got other options. You don't need to rush them. They couldn't rush them anyways. You can ride
5: Keenum, I would say, maybe to the conference championship. Then you put in Bridgewater. He wins that, and he starts the Super Bowl. (laughs) All right, Greg. Greg. I
3: mean, I think everyone's rooting for Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't want you to put all the eggs in this basket and be disappointed if it doesn't happen. That's all.
2: Moreover, because people aren't even putting eggs in baskets anymore. So a waste of your time in modern-day America. Oh, what about
3: Easter? Yeah, save it for the religion podcast, Mark. Easter Bunny. That situation is a little different. I stand corrected. People do. do (laughs) Uh, Let's move on and talk about. um, What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about some injury stuff. Yeah. Uh, We'll start with Jameis Winston uh two bucks items in the news today but we'll start with Winston who while Aaron Rodgers got thrown to the turf and broke his collarbone uh Winston was luckier when he got thrown down he only suffered an AC joint sprain uh in his throwing shoulder he's regarded as day to day and rap sheet reported it's an injury uh the QB could play with moving forward um Winston said Sunday he expects to play uh next week against the Bills Mark um that's good to hear it's much better than a Rogers type diagno- diagnosis but who knows how he's going to how this will affect his arm strength and all that it still remains to be determined how serious this injury is Yeah it's a messy development
2: for a team that has been really weird this season frankly and it's I disappointing watching yeah. Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick I understand that Ryan Fitzpatrick melted down in the preseason but he basically almost generated one of the great comebacks last week it fell short but he can move the ball. He can do, I think, right now as much as we've seen from Winston. I'm not saying he's, the, he's an equal, but Winston has not been a huge asset to Tampa Bay this season.
4: No, I mean even just that game against the um, the Patriots when he was overthrowing guys. There was he was not communicating well with his receivers. Him and OJ Howard at the end of the game. But Winston, he's been reliable in terms of staying healthy and being starting games. He started 37. Mm game straight. So the, if he does miss this, yeah, I think that that might throw a lot of people off, a I mean, lot of the players off. On and offense. why
3: else do you get Ryan Fitzpatrick, who they paid pretty good money to be a backup? And we know Fitzpatrick's limitations, but he could also, he he checks the most important boxes of backup, a guy you could turn a team over to for a few weeks. And, He might even help you if he's hot. And I think this might be a situation where they would have to give a hard thought to whether to give Winston a little blow here.
5: Yeah, if if he's not right, you don't want to worry about him long term, including just this season. You also are worried a little bit about this season falling too far behind. Now, right now, the NFC South is all within one game in the loss column, but they're going to Buffalo this week. You know, that, that's a, not an easy game. You don't want to go two and four, and then you play the Panthers and the Saints after that. These are big games. This is a weird team. I mean, they're fourth in the league in yards. It's not like Jameis Winston wasn't moving the ball, and they're 30th on defense in yards allowed. So they, they I don't know what to think of the. But when I watch it's them, I'm like, strength, what, yeah. what defines them, really? I think they're not far away from being explosive on offense. They've certainly moved the ball, but they just can't like quite put it all
3: together.
4: He's given himself a pep talk. Like, we know that for sure.
3: He's yeah, been been for sure. a good know that he's listening talking. to the self-improvement yeah, tapes that,
4: that will not be affected
3: uh, in other injury news. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, a, a complete lost night for the Broncos on Sunday uh, against the Giants. And at the end of the game, they lost Sanders, who sprained his ankle. It did not look good. He got carted off. He looked in pain just being put on the cart. And you wondered if that was a serious injury. Well, eh, it's kind of in the middle. It's a week to week sprained ankle. He will miss Sunday's game against the Chargers um in other Broncos news Trevor Simeon had an MRI uh, came back positive he hurt himself uh, diving on a pick six attempt he'll be fine it looks like but he will not have Sanders and that's that's not good Greg Sanders is so valuable he's
5: Simeon's favorite target mm-hmm. and the receivers after him are Benny Fowler and Sunshine Taylor
4: Sunshine Taylor what perfect. about Cody Latimer
5: I mean, I, I... Don't
4: forget him, Greg.
5: Cody Latimer's been on that team a long time yes. to never get any <laughs> playing time. It's it's another like...
3: Elway draft pick that's a tad suspicious. All right, moving on. The Raiders have Navarro Bowman on their team now. How about that? The San Francisco 49ers, of course, released the veteran linebacker on Friday. Um, uh, he is, you know, obviously slowed down a little bit, Mark, ever since he suffered that horrible knee injury against the Seahawks in the playoffs a couple of years back had become... Uh, a suspect pass coverage guy, but he could still uh, help a team, you would think, and the Raiders are banking on that, uh, so they signed him to a one-year deal worth $3 million.
2: Well, why not? You need all all the help you can get Mm -hmm. on defense. He still can stop the run, and I find it interesting that the Raiders and 49ers operate almost like teams from the 1940s, where it's like, oh, you got cut by San Francisco Michael Crabtree. Come on up to Oakland. Navarro Bowman, come on up to Oakland. I mean, it's like there's been four or five guys that Reggie McKenzie has plucked away from the Niners. Yeah. It's a weird
5: situation. I remember the 49ers getting all worked up and making a public statement that he wasn't on the trade block when there was a report that he was earlier this summer. I think that's kind of been proven that they weren't that interested. I mean, I, I... push back against. I saw a lot of tweets of like, why didn't our team sign Navarro Bowman? Like, you know, we need to like, there's a reason that they cut a 29 year old who's coming off a torn Achilles. I mean, he came back from that injury in the playoffs and Started to look like the old Navarro I Bowman so too, and then he tore his Achilles, and so the, the Raiders need help because they have a really poor linebacker position. But I, you know, I'm not expecting miracles. This is a bad defense. No,
4: they've lost four straight games too at this point, so they're in trouble in their own division. They have they have major problems. I don't know how much Navarro Bowman is going to help at this it, point too. It
5: might with a young group who's almost barely played football at the NFL level at linebacker. That you have a guy who knows who used
3: to be one of the best linebackers
5: in the league, but he's not going to save them.
3: Here's something that um, came out last week, but we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about it because of the timing of it all. But anyway, the the Bucks, uh moved on from Nick Folk, as we know, after he struggled after replacing Robbie Aguayo, and the right. Bucks have a whole curse going on that goes back a couple of years if you really start digging into it that they have had they've struggled to have uh, healthy kickers effective kickers anyway you should cover this story more on this show i feel like it's
5: been a little underrepresented <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like one of those things like what makes our show special if you need a deep dive extended like months-long coverage of the bucks kicker situation right right here our show.
4: this is where you go you come to our show
3: Anyway, Pat Murray is now on the team. He, of course, um, was he used to be on the team. He tore his ACL and got replaced by, I think, Connor Barth or maybe Makes Robbie sense. Aguayo. Who Someone. cares? I mean, Doesn't you're
4: matter. like our kicker correspondent. Yeah, no, we'll that one. <laughs> we'll
3: that one. Anyway, so Murray uh, signs with the team. He starts talking to the local reporters, and he tells Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, I believe, right, uh, that he's been consulting with a medium. Uh, and, uh, Mark, can you explain to the audience uh, who might not know what a medium is? Well, it's a psychic, basically, and there's a lot of va- varieties of It is not mediums. a psychic. Well, that is very important. Or, or a, oh, I didn't a medium know that. communicates with the dead. A medium serves as a, a medium between the living and the souls that have passed on. No that makes perfect the
4: sense. Yeah, a lot of I psychics claim
3: to have that power too. But that, but so now, so what? What, de- I should what say What dead
2: individual is is he attempting to uh, reach to channel? That's what they do. They oh, well, this is what
3: Rick Stroud had. Um, she she's <laughs> great helped. kickers of the past that have <laughs> right. been lost. She's helped me tremendously with a lot of different things, and she's helped me tremendously with a lot of different things. And maybe it's just getting me to talk has helped me. See, that
2: sounds uh-huh. more like a. A psychologist, uh, but I'd like to know what dead figure you're attempting to right, okay. right? And getting, like, insurance get, doesn't cover in
5: a medium, so he might want to change
3: his strategy. Well, he's a millionaire. You know What I mean, getting stuff off my chest and being able to really feel that positive energy. So, I guess, all right. I have medium history myself. I have You've never been s- to one. I have never been to a medium, but my mother um, has five sisters. Uh, I have an older sister. And it is a, or was at one time um, a long-running tradition that every year all the girls, including my grandmother, um, would go to this medium somewhere in Rockland County. Keith didn't go? Keith sat it out. Yeah, what, I want to know what he thinks <laughs> about this. No, I think all the, all the men in the family was kind of just like a shoulder shrug, like, oh, really? Okay. And they would go and they would speak to... Um, people in the family have passed on. And they'd usually they'd come back with stories about what the medium told them in terms of predictions or feelings about the children. And it was a whole thing in, in the Carson household. Uh, does anyone else have any medium stories? Well, one
2: a follow-up question. Yes, what, do we, Did they ever get bad news and come home and report bad news? Or is it typically all positive? You're going to find love. Your career's going to bloom. This I'm happened, very
3: curious. Yeah, this happened those. when I was younger. So I remember... Um, never hearing bad news, but that doesn't mean it, it didn't happen. What I'll do to follow up on this story Please. is speak with my mother personally yeah. and, and find yeah. out if there ever was bad news. You would think the ATN Media Insider could get this information. I, I could think make, you have a Have her source. on the
4: show. Yeah. Uh, I
3: could I could talk to Deb about it. She probably wouldn't want to talk about it. It's, it's kind of a, a family mm-hmm. thing, but... Got it. Well, now it's out in the open. I will I will get the information. <laughs> I will be the medium in this case and share it with the audience. Who
4: would you talk to if you went to a medium? Who would you want to... Connect with?
3: Right now, I'd probably well, have a good conversation with Tom Petty right now. Ah, yeah.
4: that's a yeah. great one.
3: Listen to a lot of Petty right now, so I'd talk to Petty. I feel like he's busy. He's
5: like, Yeah, I've had a lot of requests.
3: I'm going yeah. <laughs> to go with guys I know.
4: He's up there <laughs>
2: doing literally nothing. Uh, yeah.
3: Uh, does anyone else I, have a medium story? I, Am I, I the only I one don't. that has. No, it? I went to like <laughs> a, I don't at in all. San Francisco. Yeah,
2: right. You have a very
4: evolved one as
2: well. <laughs> Yeah, it's not as evolved as here. Like the Vesuvio Cafe is right in the middle of like that whole. Area of San Francisco, tons of bars and restaurants. Above it, there's a very famous psychic that, like, the beat writers used to go to everyone way back in the day. And around 2004, I went to one with my friend after we had downed many, many beers of Vesuvio. And I went, This psychic's going to give us good news, like they all do. Psychic, <laughs> oh, no. idiom, right? She goes up, my friend uh, Mike got a very, I believe, a sort of a run of the mill. You're young, there's a lot of promise for you. And I went next, and all I remember her telling me was that there was some sort of flaw. Um, like a fatal flaw in my family line mm. that was essentially a curse that had been passed down from generation to generation was now affecting me. And I thought... It checks out. It checks out, yeah. It does not check out. <laughs> and I thought, how can you tell me that? And then she wanted 20 bucks cash. This
5: is the drunk Whoa. guy special. You come up there a little too soft and she
2: buries you. Well, I said, I am not paying you for that because I don't. I need more You detail. didn't pay for it? No, I would not. And she got very upset, but it's like, I'm not paying you for that bit of information you stiffed with her. Wow. no detail. It w- she did the reverse to me. You're telling, you're, you're sending some guy out onto the street that you have suddenly have a family
3: curse layered over you? I don't think so. I don't want to take sides against the family here, Mark, but I probably paid I, her. I, have to say I, I probably paid her. I don't know. She is not beholden to give you good news. You sit down with her and she tells you your fortune.
4: What well, is this fatal flaw, though? She just told you there was, was no, fatal It was flaw?
5: very vague. Well, well, you like, know. Yeah.
3: Seven beers in me, please. So. Yeah. Well, it's working <laughs> for
5: Patrick Murray. He hasn't missed a kick all year. Yeah, uh, he's, one. Killing.
3: yeah. he's killing. Extra point. Anyway, but... so medium talk. Don't even say it for the medium podcast. We just did it. Yeah, we. Yeah. All right. Micro pod in the great. middle of the main pod. Finally, in the news, uh, Colleen, you are from the Philadelphia area. I am. Um, <laughs> and that's correct. <laughs> the Eagles fans uh, are not happy. They're five and one, but they're still not happy. They're angry at
4: that ref- checks out
3: referee. Yeah, referee Pete Morelli. <laughs> whose crew flagged Philly 10 times for 126 yards uh, in their win over the Panthers, and they called only one penalty for one yard against Carolina. It's kind of ridiculous. I'm not saying they have a case. I didn't study the tape, but that is interesting. Uh, And according to Dave Zangaro of um, NBCS, uh, this was the first time. Oh,
4: NBCSN.
3: Uh, Thank you. This was the first time in NFL history one team had over 120 penalty yards while the other had fewer than 10 (laughs) And so as a result of that, uh, there's a fan, an Eagles fan, his name. He has a first name, but I like his last name so much. I bet, And I bet this is what it goes on in his own life. People only call him by his last name. Mm. A fan named Phil Brick uh, has started a change.org petition asking uh, Rog Goodell to keep More- uh, Pete Morelli away from Eagles games going forward. And it has... Wait for it. 60,000 signatures by Whoa. Tuesday morning. Uh, the first sentence of I won't read the entire Philbrick screed, but it says NFL referee Pete Morelli has a clear and statistically obvious bias against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and he, he's sick and tired of it. And yeah. Colleen, are you buying in?
4: It, in- Have
3: you signed it? No,
4: but I have it up on my computer right now, and I was actually just about to know. (laughs) In a shocking development. you host like
3: 14 shows for the NFL. Yeah. I would not sign that petition. I'm
4: not. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, but I feel. Unless you want to. I kind of want to.
3: They've set up the computers in such a way that
5: when you sign it, your computer immediately explodes. It erases of, you know,
4: everything. Yeah, I know. And then the
3: smoke rises up and spells out, you're fired.
4: <laughs> That's so <laughs> elaborate. I kind of just want to see it. Maybe somebody else can do it for me. Uh, yeah, in a shocking turn of events, Eagles fans are not happy, even though the team is actually winning right now. Right. Five they're, they're and like one.
3: Surprising team in the league. And
4: so, Yeah, it's a bit
3: of hubris to think this is going to work. I'm seeing, I'm looking at the list, and I, there is a Connie Gonzalez on here.
4: No, there is not. not Stop you? it. <laughs> but hey, I love the creativity. This is great. Change.org. They have a lot of wonderful <laughs> petitions going on for a lot of great yeah. causes. Are you
3: reading an ad for Change.org? This <laughs> is
4: definitely one of them. <laughs> All
3: right. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. All right. Let's uh, talk Thursday night football preview. Uh, which, of course, is sponsored. By uh, the head and shoulders. Shoulders of greatness. Mm. Don't really know what that means. Sounds good. But.
4: You can see your shoulders when you use head and shoulders because they're not covered in dandruff.
3: You know who? Well, that's good. Yeah. You know who has great shoulders? Fall of 91, Zach Morris. Oh,
4: oh my God. That I awesome, do not bring this back. <laughs> awesome.
3: What's the feedback you
5: I thought
2: you were going to bring up Shook so, or people- another disturbing obsession. <laughs> <if you're- laughs> How did that check out with the listeners? That that was your the body you wanted.
4: Zach Morris.
3: It strangely got on people's radar about his youth. Uh, but you have to understand uh, that in the fall of 91, I was an 11-year-old boy lo- looking at this 19-year-old hunk. <laughs> To is me,
4: definitely getting better.
3: I think you're only going deeper into the areas <laughs> of critique. Yeah. Do, and I just got to say, while we're on the subject, before we get into the preview, you went with, Mark, the Brad Pitt and
4: Fight Club, fight
3: Club which is a great That's pick. That's a strong pick. But you I know like what? that one. It's also kind of basic. It's like, oh uh, yeah, everybody wants Brad Pitt's body. and.
2: fight I'm Club. sorry I didn't pick a, a preteen.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which he is was, not basic but it is very questionable he's a late teen it's a very big it, Colleen, it's, do you want to share uh, your like dream bod
4: i'm gonna uh, yes okay. because this this definitely will be awkward yeah. uh this is an awkward exchange between the two of us right is now it? i feel like no i would go <laughs> with uh i'm gonna go jasmine from the disney movie <laughs> aladdin
3: i mean that's a kid's card yeah how no. come colin doesn't
5: get buried for it yeah. None of us know what Jasmine looked
4: because she's not a real person.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so I well, can go there. Neither is Zach
2: Morris, by the way, just for the wreck.
4: Neither is Brad well, Pitt
2: in Fight Club. Well, Brad Pitt's body. Greg, I don't think that's a. That, I think that was a solid pick. I'll stick with it. <laughs>
4: I think so too. Greg,
2: I think you had a great pick. I didn't have one. You shared right? what you shared you in, sure? in our in our im uh, room. What who you would pick? I can't even remember at this point. Wasn't it like
5: a tennis player or something? <laughs> no. It was oh, no, that's right. I went with Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> is Greg's choice for body, which not. I found
0: was... You know, we can
3: all dream. We can all dream. Yes. Uh, that is the winning pick. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the Thursday night uh, football matchup uh, between, Mark? The Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Ooh. And a very important game, Mark, uh, for both teams, but especially the Raiders. So the Chiefs finally lost... Um, they're 5-1. Now they go on the road to Oakland. Hey, even if they lose this game, they're okay. The Chiefs are okay. But the Raiders are 2 and 4 and they just had a terrible home loss to the Chargers. I mean, how how deep are they in it if they can't find a way against Kansas City? You lose this game, you're 2 and
2: 5 and then you go on the road against Buffalo and Miami before your bye week. I your season, how do you climb out of 2 and 5 in the toughest division with the rest of the schedule they face as well? I I, my deeper concern is I don't really believe in the Raiders based on what I've seen over the last at least two to three weeks on tape.
4: No, the offense just, it's nowhere near the same, what it was last year. And Carr, or, uh, Derek Carr, he just looks stiff right now. He's not 100%. He can't do the same things he was doing. I mean, it was nice that Amari Cooper did make some catches in the game, but it's not like he played a big role either. Stiff
5: but noble. Right, certainly noble. I would say very noble. He wasn't really the Extreme, problem. Extremely noble. I mean, handsome and noble, and brave.
4: What <laughs> is happening right now?
5: I. The, the problem was was partly the game plan, was the fact that they were so afraid. Why was he noble? We're trying to get a dig It's our, it's our in-house,
4: are we, are we oh! in-house,
5: like, gushing over the Raiders scenario. We need to say something positive ding! about Part of the Raiders. There.
2: There we go.
5: There's not a lot of positive things to say right now. Part of his problem last week was just the game plan. I mean, he's playing with a broken bone in his back, and so they decided to get the ball out of his hands really quickly and— Throw nothing downfield. The couple times he did throw downfield looked a little weird. So I wouldn't. It's not surprising weird. that he's not a hundred percent when he's coming off a broken bone in his back. The problem is the offensive line. It's not Marshawn Lynch. I think Marshawn Lynch is running well. It, it, the problem is the defense that can't get on, on off the field. They're not opening up holes. I mean, this is four straight weeks. They've been one of the worst offenses in the league, giving up a lot of penetration. Mm-hmm. And when nice. when it came. When push came to shove at the end of the game, they couldn't get
2: a stop. They could not get the San Diego Chargers, I mean the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, it's like we're spending all this time on their disappointing offense, which averages, I think, about 13 points a game over the last month. Which is pretty bad. But it's their defense that has always been suspect the entire time. I mean, what are we clinging to with this team that still says playoff hopeful?
5: They somehow have
3: what,
2: Khalil Mack, and they
3: don't have a pass rush. That's yeah. a hard thing to accomplish. Well, this is what you're clinging to. It's still just week six. We just wrapped, they They're oh, no. in a funk. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but they they showed so much last year that I'm not ready to count them out. And you could look at it as... Um, they're in deep trouble, which they are, especially if they lose this game. But the other way to look at it is home game against the Chiefs and then two road games against eh, middle – I know people like Buffalo, but uh, winnable games on the road into your bye. So you, there's a chance that they can get things together and be just fine going into that bye. So you need to see them go into
2: that bye at 5-4, and four, which means you need to go – well – but I you need to go three and zero basically between I, now and the bye. I, I don't win two of three and, and still be okay. It's a wide open
3: conference. You come back against the Patriots in Denver. You got the Chiefs. On you got the, the Chargers row, the Cowboys, winning the close Eagles. games I again. Too. well. Look at that schedule. The Patriots are not the Patriots right now. The Broncos just got destroyed by the Giants. The Giants are one and five. I mean, it's you can I, make I see the what case. you're saying. You can make a, I think they need to go about eight
2: and two from here to the end of the season to make the playoffs. I tall order. I have absolutely no faith
5: though that. They can do it. I mean, they're going up against one of the best offenses in the league. And, yes, Pittsburgh kind of has Kansas City figured out. And I think the offensive line injuries, which we haven't talked a lot about, and Kansas City finally showed up. But there's nothing that the Raiders' defense especially has shown me under Ken Norton. This is a three-year problem that they haven't really solved that lets me think that they're going to slow down this Kansas City offense. I love the Chiefs in
2: this game. I'm with you, man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh! Oh! Do you love him that
5: much? Did
4: you just I, lock just, them up? I just locked him up. What?
2: <laughs> Can Would we I, get a that a that confrontational? Lindsey, Lindsey locked him up for me.
3: Yeah, I love whenever I see Greg like look over behind the glass. You know he's got something yeah. up his sleeve.
2: <laughs>
5: oh, it's trying and to make the sure lock came, came not. in before.
3: Um, that's good. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna do a lock off. On Nor that should one. you. No, not in this case. But I think the Raiders will absolutely be game in this game.
2: I think they're gonna. To be taken down by maybe 14 points or
5: I think two
3: playing
2: two
5: games in five days is not great when you have a broken bone in your back either.
3: I'm talking yeah, like. That's
4: I, hard. I'm that's
3: talking really how game do I think the Raiders are going to be? Like the ocean's going to be 212 degrees Fahrenheit.
4: Did you just look it up? Did you just no, look up? No, is it? that right?
3: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what boil it. Uh, What's the temp for boiling? Water boils <laughs> at. Yeah, baby, two twelve, baby, in that's a big great. spot. Whoa! And for the overseas listeners, one hundred I'm not sure that checks out. Is that Mm-mm. correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's too. a lot more logical. Well,
2: thing. yeah, that's there's they they on. they had exactly they had got they got to this first one hundred makes sense. Big
3: big nice round number right there. Um, I do think the Raiders are going to win. By the way, am I alone on that?
4: I Sounds think, like I it. think the Chiefs are going to win.
5: This is a team that doesn't trust their running game so much that they're you know, doing pitch plays. Yeah. Well, Corderell Patterson on third. I in, get it in one. And
2: that said, weird stuff happens.
5: Yeah. Week to week it wouldn't be to a huge winner. upset by any means. I think they, I mean, I mean, they're probably barely an underdog and all that. But I just, I just don't like it week after week. They've kind of been the same team. They've been one of the more consistent teams in the league consistently.
3: Well, See,
5: terrible cool. to watch at.
3: We were all singing four their weeks. praises after week two. That's right. all I'm saying.
5: I'm saying four straight weeks they've gone out yes. and they, they have scored yeah. forty five right. points in week two. Yeah. I mean and the yeah. question
3: is whether are and that's I guess what the, the core of this is are they in a slump or are they actually not a very good team? And those are the shoulders of greatness <laughs> presented by Head and Shoulders. All right. All right. Here we go. We got one more thing to get to today. It's very important. Uh, he is uh, one of the most important members of the Around the NFL news team. He's also uh, a favorite son of the Around the NFL podcast. You may know him as a uh, a reporter, a dogged journo, a former beat scribe uh, <laughs> turned blogger um, who lives in a haunted mansion in New Jersey. He is Connor Orr. Welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast, Connor what's going on guys
5: hi hey, Connor
3: hey now
5: <laughs> great
3: um, Connor um, I don't even know how we want to do this but uh, we have not done or are you kidding me in a while so too long would it be is today a good day to do or are you kidding me bring it back out I think so I think uh, <laughs> I think this is a, t- a time for a special one It's time for oh, a very oh, okay. special Interesting. or are you kidding me? Uh, what's and if you don't know, or are you kidding me? We give Connor the opportunity. He's a very nice guy, uh, genial guy, um, pretty laid back most of the time, but also a little fire in that belly. And if that fire doesn't get out, it's just like Connie. I know you're a fan of the old time trains. When the the old coal gets yep. stuck in there and it doesn't have the release point, the whole thing can blow.
4: I know it's a major problem. You got to release it.
3: She is a huge rail fan, big time it's, rail it's fan, obsessive. Big time. You should see her garage. It's
4: yeah, I have old, a platform, yeah. and it's great. There's little houses.
3: Anyway, Con- Connor, this this segment <laughs> allows Connor to keep from blowing. <laughs> and that's why it's time to play, Are You Kidding Me? What's, what's grinding your gears uh, this week, Connor?
6: Well, I mean, I have to say, over the last three years, there's been a lot of Things that have bothered me, things that have, you know, gotten me all fired up. But I got to say today, you know, nothing really gets me more fired up than the prospect of of good times coming to an end and having to say goodbye to some very
3: special people. What is he talking about? I don't like the direction. (laughs) (laughs) Go on.
6: Yeah, so this will be uh, this will be my last week at NFL.com. My last week as part of the uh, around the NFL team and what? Uh, yeah,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no.
4: are you going to be a stay-at-home dad? What's happening?
6: <laughs> um, no, I'm actually uh, I'm going to stay in the football world. So mm. I'll be seeing you guys everywhere still. All of our fun trips and adventures, but uh, I'm going to be a football writer for Sports Illustrated.
3: Whoa. Oh, you sold out to Peter King of all people. How dare you? <laughs> wow, this is this is wild, Connor. Well, we knew you're about the, it, but you're
6: the ahead. ATN media insider, so I had to break it on the podcast. Oh my There's
3: god. No You know, that means a lot to me. Connor, really, it has not come out yet. This is the first time, first platform. Oh, wow. Connor is leaving NFL media for Monday Morning Quarterback, and we're really excited for you, Connor. It's a great gig. I think we all agree it's a great match for your skill set and all that, but damn, we're going to miss you, buddy. I know. You know, I was thinking about that today, like all the good times we had. I
6: was actually just thinking about Mark and I when we were in London and, like, (laughs) You know, they treated us like the Beatles over there. It was like, <laughs> this, has been a, this has been an amazing three years. I, I really, uh, you know, I came as a, as a, as a naive person to the ways of the ATN world, and I'm leaving a, a very different human being. So Things just I'm, turned
2: wistful. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, uh, one thing, that they, you know, NFL media, uh, there's a lot of competition to keep talent. A lot of times we lose talented people here. We, we've seen that happen before. Connor, War, getting to know him, he is vastly younger than many of us. And oh, yeah. I see an incredible career ahead, an incredible writer, a creative mind, and someone that I really, I treasured your friendship over the years, Connor. I wish you luck, buddy.
6: Thanks, man. Yeah, and, you know, for, for all of, you know the Mark and Connor fans. The heat and light pot isn't going
3: anywhere. Oh, so. it, oh yeah. go. there don't we go. That was my next that. question. What it's about your out. vanity project? <laughs> 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 so, <good. laughs> so it's coming back. It's st- it's yeah. still in the picture.
2: It had to. Do- we had to deal with a little bit of. Um, there were some questions from, <laughs> let's say, our side of things, mm. and uh, we have cleared those. Hurdles, and we will be returning.
5: Eat your heart out, Richard Deitch. We're breaking media news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like
3: it. I like it, Greg. <laughs> it's good. Anyway. We, Congratulations. We are, we, yeah, congrats,
5: Connor. Thank we you. we are going to miss you. Ya. I, I told Connor this, but, I mean, he is one of those guys that, I I hope to still be working in in football in some capacity. Hopefully, the industry still exists in fifteen or twenty years. But he is one of those guys. I fully expect if I'm lucky enough to be doing that that Connor Orr, he's a lifer. He's gonna be one of those guys that is covering this sport, covering sports in general. I think it'll be football. Until the cows come. I mean, he's going to be doing it, whether it's uh, however the right. business changes. Connor's going to be one of those guys who's covering Super Bowl 60 and he's still giving, you know, jabs to Bob Glauber along the way. And like, he, he, Connor Owers, <laughs> he's not going to be on this podcast, which is unfortunate uh, as a member of NFL media. Although, frankly, we could still have him
3: on as a, as that, a member. That's not the, what he told me privately. I this is, it's, <laughs> his exact words this is. F- over, <laughs> oh, no, that that's
5: too bad. But uh, he'll be covering football. It's not like Connor Rohr is going away.
3: And, my no. point. and Connor, you could promise me that you're still going to like show us around Indy when we all go yeah. uh, for the combine and go go cigar smoking and steak eating and grilled cheese in the morning and all that
4: and drinking in hotel lobbies.
6: <laughs> yes, I mean that okay. that is never going to change. I think you know we will always have Indianapolis. Uh, that is <laughs> that is always something that will be. Uh, de- near and dear to our hearts and we will be there in February
5: at Nikki Blaine's just like we would
4: absolutely any, any
5: other any other
6: February you know, I'll
4: bring I, my inhaler
5: I, I made some <laughs> I made some mistakes in my old role as, as the boss but
3: bringing in Connor Orr that, that was a home run right there
5: baby
4: little pat on the bat little pat on yeah. Pat yeah. my own yeah, bat right, right. Oh
3: yeah weird spot um, alright here we go <laughs> uh, before we say goodbye Connor one more a little surprise for you Connor. unless you had, did you have anything else to add No, I I think that's it. He's out the door. His his gears
5: are no longer grinding. He's just happy. (laughs) He's happy to
3: be leaving. Um, One more surprise for you, Connor. Um, As you know, um, a little background here. Connor, one of his many um, famous uh, appearances on this program goes back to his love of his PlayStation 3, um, archaic PS3, and um, a little walk down memory lane that's real quick here. Um, a reminder of when Connor um, got uh, Chip Kelly in an imaginary world to sign on to mm. mm-hmm. coach up uh, Minot State and take them to the promised land. Uh, let's take a quick trip down memory lane.
6: We're back on PlayStation, baby, and we are bringing <laughs> Chip Kelly back. I mean, this is this is white hot and everyone can play along. As you know, they stopped making um, – the college football video game, due to the players' lawsuit. So I have the last one uh, on PlayStation Three. And Chip Kelly needed a job. He was talking about going back to college. And <laughs> EA Sports left up the team creator website from like 2013, which allows you to still add franchises. And the only uh, school at the time with a vacancy were the Minot State Beavers of
3: uh, North Dakota. And Minot we're rolling State. Now.
6: Our new motto is, why not? It's Minot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Connor, legendary uh, figure in Minot, uh, yeah. North Dakota, I think. Legendary Chip Kelly admirer, I would say, as well. Absolutely. So, uh, what I did is I reached out to the city of Minot, and I said, hey, um, uh, can, I, can we get somebody on the phone? Maybe the mayor, the treasurer, the comptroller, <laughs> parks and rec director, somebody. <laughs> What I got was the public information officer for the city of Minot. His name is Derek Hackett. And I thought on this very special day, the end of Connor Orr's uh, tenure at NFL Media, uh, to, to have uh, a figure from the city of Minot come on and, and help celebrate uh, Connor's time here. Welcome, Derek, to the Around the NFL podcast. Are you there, Derek? Hello, Derek.
4: Oh, Derek Shy.
3: <laughs> Welcome, Derek. Hello. Hey, hey, Derek. How are you? Hi, I am good. How are you guys? Uh, we're we're doing great. We're a little bit, uh, you know, melancholy. We're we're losing Connor from the NFL Media Army. But I know, uh, Derek that you um uh, you and everyone else in my not uh, Connor always will hold a special place, correct, in your hearts?
7: You think you guys are
3: melancholy? I have a whole
7: city to deal with over here.
6: <laughs> yes, yeah, he mean, really
3: did. He. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that he put my not on the map. That would be presumptuous. But he definitely did. That's my job to say that. Actually. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You take it away, <laughs> Dan. No,
7: that's my job. That's you're exactly right. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt, Dan, but yeah, we are on the map, the national map. Mm. So so much that the ground shook. What was it, January 5th that we first appeared? That's the Around the NFL podcast. Wow, that's correct.
5: Right, is there any thought now that Connor's leaving? I know he's still with us, you know, on Earth. But any thought to building a statue to Connor in Minot?
7: <laughs> well, we're unfortunately we're in some. Some type of budget crisis. Um, so we don't have the funds yet. I okay. Yet. Let's qualify this. We don't have funds yet to erect any monument <laughs> to Connor. But um, I, I now have I have a problem on my hands because I have to figure out what to do with all of these Connor or is my homeboy t shirts that we're making here. <laughs> Eric,
2: what has been like sort of the tangible fallout? Do you have, are you, you know, as, as someone who operates in the government sector, are there active grief counselors that people can visit? Uh to deal with Connor's departure. This is a big job, yeah. for the
3: Pio.
7: Sure. Well, we're going to have to work really closely with Ward County on this one. That they, they uh, sort of oversee all of our social County services, issue. so they're going to be they're going to be drastically involved in the coming weeks. Yep. Um, I, I guess I'll we'll have to give you guys an update via Twitter or something like that if there's any kind of further follow-up. But right now, we're holding we're holding everything together. Uh, with basically glue and paper clips here, but we're holding it together for now.
3: If I could offer any just unsolicited advice, don't try to boil Please. the ocean here. Uh, just do what you can do. And Derek, <laughs> is there anything now as we say goodbye to Connor? And Connor is listening in right now, and then he's going to join us, rejoin us. Uh, is there anything that, uh, as a token of your appreciation, maybe that you could you could offer the great Mister Orr?
7: Well, I'm going to bestow um, an honor that, since I've been with the city of Minot, ha- has only been given to uh, one group, an individual group, and that's KISS, if you're familiar with the classic rock group, KISS. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah>. um, <laughs> they were given the combination of a key to the city and an official honorary citizenship to the city of Minot. And I actually have a proclamation prepared for Connor Orr as he... As Whoa. He
3: best- <laughs> Connor, wow. Connor, are you on the line? This is breaking. Yeah, this is uh, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Honor, are you crying right now? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm getting a little misty over
0: here. This is crazy. All right, Derek Nothing. is
3: about to read a proclamation, which is, that's a first. That's a first on this podcast, a real proclamation. Let it rip, Derek. All right, so whereas Connor Orr has
7: successfully placed the city of Minot on a major national stage using his D-list celebrity status with a guest <laughs> appearance on the Around the NFL podcast, whereas because of his accomplishments in the virtual world of NCAA 2013, Connor has not only kept the PS3 world re- relevant, but also boosted the Twitter fellowship of the city of Minot. Mm-hmm. Whereas due to Mr. Orr's periodic appearance on the ATN pod, <laughs> commerce has spiked in the city of Minot with the production and distribution of the city-sanctioned Connor Orr's My Homeboy t-shirts. And whereas Connor Orr, overnight, has been adopted by the city of Minot as a true son of the city, joining a thin list of celebrities, celebrities like Josh Demel, Wiz Khalifa, Dale Brown, and Ronda Rousey and her mother, <laughs> so, therefore, com- do I, Derek Hackett, public information officer of the city of Minot, bestow on to Connor Orr a key to the city and an honorary citizenship to the city of Minot?
2: All right. Oh. Wow.
4: Well
3: wow. so deserved.
4: October 17th should be Connor Orr Day there. Yes.
3: <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Connor, your thoughts. Or are you uh, kidding me? Uh, I, that is like uh, I know where I'm going on vacation
6: this year. I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, this, this is use unbelievable. That key. I can't.
3: I can't. Realize, I can't believe it. And it's, this is a physical key, right, Derek? That Connor gets to put on his keychain. Physical, Get
7: oversized plastic key. That's oh, wow, that's
3: amazing!
5: It's, it's almost Fantastic. worth losing you, Connor, for the show just for that moment.
7: I know if I knew I would have taken another job sooner. This is pretty
6: amazing. Yeah.
7: Well, uh, just just so you know, we have two TV stations, a daily newspaper and multiple radio stations here, Connor, if you ah, if you're looking for
3: myself. media
2: empire. Action. Yeah.
3: That's what a PI a PIO does, Derek Hackett from the Minot uh North Dakota uh government. You've done amazing work and I know Connor, you are that you could hear in Connor's voice how excited he is about this. So I think this is a mutually beneficial uh, arrangement, and I believe it, it sounds like a union that could just blossom into even a longer term connection. Who knows
4: it. where this is going to go?
3: How exciting! We're here. We're yeah. here for you. All right. Thank you, Derek. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. All right, Connor. Uh, final thoughts as we uh, sign off. <laughs> One last
4: Connor. I gotta go, so I'm gonna say bye to you. Bye, buddy. It's been real. <laughs>
3: Colleen's gone
6: Colleen I'll see you around (laughs) all right cool
3: final thoughts Connor uh
6: I would say first uh can someone get him my address so I can get yeah we got that under
3: control uh Lindsay handle that
6: pretty sweet um uh yeah I mean just you know thank you I mean the listeners were so awesome they adopted me right away um you know they were very cool with uh some of the weirder things that we did like uh like my top 5 movies list and horrible uh, movies you know, yeah, horrible movies and all of the other or franchise sure. uh things that we attempted on the podcast all so. trademarked yeah, thank you, and uh, I, 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 hopefully with your permission, I can still make some, some occasional appearances here now and again.
3: I think we have to do it, and I, I hope we see advanced you at Amanda. the Super Bowl, and we'll get you on the, get you on the set for the Super Bowl. That would be great. We'll talk about it. This is not the end of our relationship with Connor, but his relationship with NFL Media is over.
2: One little final gift we got. We, we we're working on this with David Ely, but a PlayStation Five, which is released in 2018, an advanced copy of the PS Five. Will be shipped to Connor Orr's. Whoa! Process. And this is going to be ticketed by Todd Sperry in our news
3: division to pay for it, right from the uh, NFL's bill. True story. Wow! Working on it. All right. That's, Look at this. Well, we'll see if that happens. That sounds Working amazing, though. Uh, Connor, thank you very much. Good luck with everything, uh, and thank you uh, for being on our show so many times. See you, Connor. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you to everybody <laughs> for listening. A reminder. Uh, that this show will live stream uh, on nfl.com slash ATN video, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, Uh, uh, and all that good stuff. And we'll be back on Thursday uh, with another uh, episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Let's do this thing. All right, Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm. Uh, Connie Fox, the old boss, Lindsey Fulton, Christian Anderson behind the glass. Thank you to everyone. Uh, Goodbye, Connor Orr. You will be missed.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
7: Come.